Thank you for tuning into the Rainy Day Horror Show. I am your host with the most Dusty McBalls, aka the certified cougar hunter, aka the man with balls too big to handle. And on today's episode, we are taking a trip to Fayetteville, Georgia to learn about the tragic double murder suicide of WWE superstar Chris Benoit. With that being said, I hope you enjoy today's episode and make sure you get your Crocs on and set them bitches in adventure mode and let's get this show on the road. Chris Michael Benoit was born on May 21st, 1967 in Quebec, Canada. Chris was drawn to wrestling ever since he was a little boy. His father would later tell ABC News that he was pretty much driven from the age of 12 and 13 to join the wrestling industry. Chris would lift weights every single day. He was 13 years old and he was breaking records in high school in our basement. At 18, that's when Chris finally started his wrestling career by making his debut in the Stampede Wrestling Circuit. After he joined, he quickly climbed the ranks there, and then he eventually joined the Japan World Wrestling Circuit. And then after that, he joined WCW. And finally, after years of hard work, he was able to join Vince McMahon in the WWF and the WWE. The future Hall of Famer had 22 championship belts to his name. He was a very technical wrestler and took his job very seriously. Longtime friend Chris Jericho told a story on his podcast called Talk is Jericho about the time in the Japan World Circuit where Benoit had to oversell a botched spin kick that barely even touched him. After the match, Jericho tried finding Benoit, but he couldn't until he found him in the boiler room of the arena doing squats, saying he should have never bumped off that kick. It was very unprofessional and a bad rookie mistake. He ended up doing 500 squats as if he was purging himself of his mistake. But even though he took his job seriously and won countless championships, his success came with a heavy price. Benoit started to ignore WWE's drug policy and started delving into the world of steroid use and testosterone boosters. Benoit was frequently struck in the head with chairs, tables, ladders, and any other props the WWE uses in their matches. Now wrestling is entertainment, but the ladders and the chairs are still made of steel. So after getting hit in the head a couple thousand times, you can only imagine what that could do to the human skull. Even though he was hit quite often in the head with steel chairs, he still functioned normally 
inside and outside the ring. He was married twice and had three children, with his second wife being a WCW diva named Nancy Woman Toffolini, who he met in 1997. Their relationship started in a WCW storyline where they started an on-screen relationship created by Benoit's boss, Kevin Sullivan, who was the head of WCW's creative, and Kevin was also married to Nancy at the time. As the storyline progressed, Benoit and Nancy ended up developing true feelings for each other and started dating in real life, which eventually led to a divorce between Kevin and Nancy. Now, after they got married, they were pretty much a normal married couple. They had a few hiccups here and there, almost leading to a divorce in 2007, because Nancy claimed that when Chris would get angry, he would be unpredictable, and she feared for her life. But Nancy ended up not going through with the divorce, and they ended up having a beautiful baby boy named Daniel. But after that divorce that they almost went through, it seemed like it was almost a turning point in their lives, especially with Chris. Chris would often bully younger WWE talent. In one such case, The Miz in 2006 was eating chicken in the locker room and accidentally got crumbs on the superstar's bag. Benoit, in return, overreacted and kicked The Miz out of the locker room, saying, You're not allowed to dress in our locker room. I think you should dress in a different locker room. This altercation caused The Miz to shower and change elsewhere in the building for seven months. And another situation that also caused Benoit to go a little bit off the deep end minus the steroids and the brain damage was the death of his best friend, Eddie Guerrero. Now Eddie's death ended up sending Benoit into a huge depression and at times he would lock himself in his room and wouldn't talk to his family or friends for months, questioning if he still wanted to wrestle. But was ultimately scared of moving on from the WWE saying wrestling is all I know how to do but his wife on the other hand was ready to leave the WWE behind him and that frustration ended up boiling over into their personal lives but with the support of friends and family and mapping everything out Benoit decided to open up a wrestling school in Atlanta, Georgia for the late, great Eddie Guerrero. Chris and Nancy had everything planned out for the wrestling school, the location, the name, and even merchandise. But Chris never took any time off from the WWE. He was still heavily involved in matches, storylines, and big angles even being booked for the ECW World Championship match on the day he died. Now that championship match was scheduled on June 24th, 2007 
in Houston, Texas, where Chris was supposed to win that match, but he never showed up. On June 22, 2007, Benoit murdered his wife in one of the upstairs bedrooms in his house. Benoit bounded her limbs together, then wrapped a cord around her neck, pulling it to the point she wasn't breathing anymore. Then on the next day, he gave his son Daniel Xanax until he passed out, and then Benoit brutally suffocated him. Benoit then left a Bible next to each of the bodies, and on that same Saturday, he called his good friend Chavo Guerrero, Eddie Guerrero's son, and told him that Nancy and Daniel were suffering from food poisoning. But Chavo said something was wrong, especially when Benoit said, Chavo, I love you. Then, on June 24, 2007, Chris Benoit hung himself by creating a noose from the end of a weight machine cord. Within 24 hours, their bodies were found after Chavo showed text messages he received from Benoit saying, the dogs are in the enclosed pool area and the back door is open. He then also texted Guerrero his address and Guerrero showed WWE management the text messages. And then WWE management called the Fayetteville police. And after the Fayetteville police department found them and did their search, they ended up looking into the history of Benoit's computer. They found a Bible story about a prophet named Elijah who once raised a boy from the dead and they also found another search on finding the easiest way to break your neck. Now, what truly led to the killing of Chris Benoit and his family? Was it the steroid use or was it the brain damage? Well, the autopsy showed that Benoit severely damaged his brain and he had 10 times the amount of normal testosterone. Benoit also had a heart so enlarged that it would have killed him eventually. Now this toxicology report caused a huge media frenzy with some people pointing to roid rage causing this tragedy, but experts have their doubts. Some experts believe it was most likely the brain damage that caused him to kill his family. According to West Virginia University, his brain was so severely damaged it resembled the brain of an 85-year-old Alzheimer's patient, which would support the claims by his fellow friends and family saying he was acting differently right before the murder. He would disappear for weeks on end and became paranoid, always thinking someone was out to get him. After his death, the WWE refused to acknowledge that his wrestling career is what led to his unfortunate death. In a statement to ABC, the wrestling organization stated someone with the brain of an 85-year-old with dementia would be unable to keep a traveling work schedule, drive himself to arenas, and perform 
intricate maneuvers in the ring, much less commit a methodical murder-suicide over a 48-hour period. The organization then erased Benoit from its websites, DVDs, and historical references. However, the WWE did change some of its policies. They implemented a no-chair shot to the head rule. They also brought in more doctors to supervise the matches and started conducting more drug tests. Even though his death changed pro wrestling for the better, he is still seen as a persona non grata in the sport. And Deadspin even called him wrestling's equivalent of Lord Voldemort. And they also refused to accept the idea that he should be honored as a wrestling great down the line. So, with that being said, I hope you enjoyed today's story on the murder-suicide of Chris Benoit. Was it the steroids that led to the murder of his family, or was it the immense brain damage he suffered? I will leave that up to you to decide. Make sure you follow my channel's Instagram account at the Rainy Day Horror Show and my personal account at Dusty McBalls. Stay frosty, stay foxy, and most importantly, stay safe. McBalls out. Yeah.